0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our broadcast with others. Now we take you to the pulpit of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ.
1: Well, good morning. It is so good to see you. Have you had a good week last week coming into the day? If you had a good week, raise your hand. Okay, so like 10 of you had a good week. Okay, if you're going to have a better week this week, raise your hand. Some of you still just, you don't know, do you? Some of you just do not know. Um, uh, get rid of all this stuff up here. So let me, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question as we get started. How many of you are tired? How many of you are tired and just kind of worn out with everything that's going on? Anybody else worn out? Of the- yeah, Princess is like she's like I've got four kids and a baby. Yeah. She wins today. She wins. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was I was thinking about this yesterday evening, and I've kind of thought about it all week as as I've as we've come into to today. And I'm just I'm tired. I'm I, I'm I'm tired. I'm, I'm kind of kind of discouraged a little bit um, with with everything that's going on. It's just kind of, when you turn the news on right now, it's just kind of bad news after bad news after bad news. And, you know, it's, it's, it's every day uh, you get a phone call or a text message about someone else that you know that's sick in the hospital. And, you know, we really thought, man, we really thought back just six weeks ago that maybe we were... We were in an okay place, you know. Through the summer, we were doing things and starting new things, and now we've had to kind of pull back on some of those things and and be cautious and mindful again. and And it's just it's just been challenging. It, it's kind of got us to a point to where maybe some of us are down and just you know not as excited about life as we normally are. And as I was thinking about that, of course. On Wednesday night, or on Wednesday at 2.30, and on Sunday mornings in my young adult class, I'm teaching, I'm teaching from the same uh, kind of set of notes, uh, two different groups, so kind of the same lesson. They end up being different lessons because, you know, it's two different groups. But uh, the passage that was read, just a little while ago from Philippians has been a passage this week that I've really tried to lean into and really, really try to live and encourage by because he says at the very beginning, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship in the spirit and and, and the, the words there are so powerful to me, okay, they're so powerful to me. This idea of encouragement is an idea of someone coming up alongside of you and helping you or, or pushing you forward in your journey. Journey. The idea of unity is is this idea of you know of, of just being joined together. This idea of fellowship, to where there is a bond, there is a relationship, and there is benefit to the relationship in both halves. So you benefit from God and His relationship. And then God benefits from you with your relationship, and it's a give and take. And I've thought about this verse so much, and I've thought, you know, this is a verse, at least in my life, that I've really had to lean into this week and really pray about, you know, God, just encourage me. Just just help me kind of move forward. Help me kind of get out of this mental rut that I've been in and that I've kind of dealt with as I've thought about, you know, what to teach and preach and, and just, you know, like I said, Every day, there's, there's there's something else. I mean, uh, Neil and Brenda, they were on their way to, to Nashville yesterday to really look forward to a extended period of time with their grandkids, and then, you know, they get a call and they have to come home, and now Brenda's stuck with Neil again. You know, and I mean, if you had grandkids or Neil, who would you rather spend time with? I mean, it's just, you know, we just, we're all facing struggles and we're all facing challenges and I got to thinking about this passage from John chapter fourteen, and I was thinking about, you know, the disciples of Jesus were fixed. They they didn't realize it, but man, they were really fixing to face some challenging moments. Their their leader, their teacher, their best friend, he was about to be crucified. You know, we 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 we. Uh, Sean just shared with us some very, you know, encouraging and vivid thoughts about that crucifixion, and they were going to witness their best friend be arrested, and then they were going to witness him die, and then he was going to come back, and that was going to be miraculous, and that was going to be great and uplifting, you know, kind of like us, we're kind of past COVID on the other side of it, and then all of a sudden he goes, okay, hey, I've been with you for a little while now, now I'm going back home, and then they watch him ascend back into heaven, and they're just kind of standing there like, well, what do we do next? And they go, into a, they go to the house and it says that they stayed there for a long time and they just prayed with each other. And I would imagine there's a lot of kind of mixed feelings and emotions. But before all of that happens, Jesus knew all of that was going to happen. Jesus knew they were going to have this struggle. So he begins in John chapter 14 and verse 1. And I think this is maybe something we all need this morning. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't, don't let yourself get down. Don't let yourself, you know, be, don't let yourself be slowed down by the troubles and the struggles that you face. He goes on, he says, you believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to a place Prepare, or I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. That you will also be where I am. You know the way uh, to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, "Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know?" the way. Jesus answered, answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this morning, we're going to talk about some things. How do I overcome these things when I'm down? How can I take these words from Jesus and put them right here in my life and live them every day? And I think the first thing that he's telling us in this text this morning is that we have to trust in his presence. He says, trust in my presence. Believe that I'm here, believe that I'm there, that Philippians passage says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, and like I said, that word encouragement means literally to come alongside. So what Paul is saying in Philippians is, hey, look, Jesus in your life is right there beside you. He's come alongside you. He's pushing you. He's encouraging you. And that echoes what he says here. He says, trust in my presence. Know that I'm here. He says, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Now, there's a couple of different ways to look at this, and, and some say that he's looking at his apostles, and he's saying, hey, you trust in God. Okay, you have this trust in God the Father. Now, take that same trust and put it in me, and some people saying, I like this idea better. He says, I know that you trust in God, and you also trust in me. Now, remember when you can no longer see me, don't stop trusting in me. When you no longer see me, don't stop trusting in me. And, and that idea really is echoed with Thomas because Thomas really struggled with believing in things he couldn't see, didn't he? He really struggled in believing things he couldn't see. He wasn't going to believe that Jesus had been resurrected until he reached up and he felt the... Uh, the nails in his hands and saw the pierced side and Thomas really struggled, but I, but I believe we're the same way. We like to put our stock in things that we can see and touch, don't we? Things that we can control, things that are tangible. And and, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes if we're not careful, we put so much trust and so much faith in the things that we can control. That we forget that ultimately the God that created the universe is right there with us. And I wonder, I wonder how many times, just for me, you can think about this in your own perspective in your own life, but how many times do you think God has looked at you and laughed at you? How many times do you think God has looked at you and laughed at you and gone, bless his heart? You know, we say that about other people, but do you ever think God's looked at you and gone, whew, bless his heart, he just, he thought he had this figured out, but boy, he just, he just, he, he just missed that one. He just missed that one. It's like, you know, I think of that Charlie Brown cartoon that every time um, Lucy's like, hey, come kick the football, and Charlie Brown's like, okay, I trust in it this time, I trust in what I can see, and what does Lucy always do? Moves the What? Moves the football. Y'all know Charlie Brown, right? Come on now, y'all. These younger kids were like, Charlie who? And uh, so we, we kind of do that. And we fall flat on our back because we take it into our own hands. and We try to do it our own ways. But Jesus says, hey, look, don't forget the fact that I'm here. Don't forget the fact that I'm here. One of the greatest, greatest benefits about being a child of God, we read about this in Acts two thirty-eight. If you repent and are baptized, you'll be forgiven of your sins. And what? What does the rest of that passage say? Receive the gift of who? Say it louder. The Holy Spirit. So it's not just, listen, it's not just that God is beside us. God says, I am in you. I am dwelling in you. And when you get to a point that you think that your strength cannot carry you any further, trust in the fact that I'm here and that my strength is going to get you to that next point. When you think that your patience can't get any any further, that you have stretched your patience as long as they can go, trust in my presence, trust in my spirit, that my spirit is going to give you that fruit and he's going to help you be more patient. When you think that this life is just thrown at you more than you can handle and more than you can take, realize that my strength will help you persevere. His presence is with us. And this morning, if you're down, if you're discouraged, if you you don't, if you can't figure out the the good things in life right now, understand that Jesus says, I am with you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you, and you can find hope in that. You can find encouragement in that, and you can live in that promise every day. (coughs) All right, moving on. Speaking of promises, here's the next thing he says in our text Trust in my promises. Trust in my promises. Jesus says, You can trust in my promises in verses 2 and 3. Jesus says, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Now, some translations say instead of many rooms, it says what? Many, many mansions. Okay? And and really the best translation of this is many rooms instead of many mansions. And I want to give you, I want to give you an image that I think that I think the Holy Spirit's trying to get across to some people. You see, in the temple. In the temple, you had the temple and you had the holy place and you had the dwelling place of God, but also part of the temple complex, if you will, where the housing of the priests. That's where a lot of the priests live, and where they did their business, they lived their life. And around the temple, there were many rooms, many places for these priests to live. And these priests lived close to God. They lived, what you could say, in God's presence. And so when he said, in my father's house, and many of these Jewish people would have understood my father's house in a physical sense at that moment was where? At the temple, okay? And my father's house is many rooms. But he says, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to his real house. I'm going to prepare this place for you. And he makes a promise. He says, There is room for you in heaven. There is room for you in heaven. And not only is there room for you in heaven, that is a place that you can call home. That is a place that you can call home. I've always been intrigued by the different the different things that Scripture alludes to when it's talking about heaven. Uh, some, play, some places in the Bible call it a country, and it kind of indicates the vastness. Other places call it a city, indicating maybe a large number of, of inhabitants, Um, it's called a kingdom which indicates that there is some structure it's called paradise indicating beauty and desirability but he says here that it is my father's house it's my father's home and I love that idea I love that idea because there are things that you can do at your house that you're not really allowed to do at other people's houses right right There's things that you do at your house that you're really not allowed to do at other people's houses. We had a a friend, or have a friend in Florence, and um, right beside her door, right beside her door in her kitchen, there is a spot for you to take your shoes off when you come in. Anybody else, like, you take your shoes off when you come in the door? Like, okay. Um, That always made me real uncomfortable to go to her house and take my shoes off because I didn't know if my feet stunk or not. You know, you don't think about that in your own house, do you? You don't care. Sean, you don't care if your feet stink in your own house. But if you come to my house, do you want to take your shoes off and your feet stink? No. There are certain things that you do at home because it's what? It's yours. There's a comfort level there. There's a peace there. There is, you know, there is a familiarity there that that is your Home. You know, we, we bought we bought a house back a little over a year ago now. And over the last year, you know, for the beginning of that year, it kind of felt like we were living in someone else's house. But over this period of time, as we've as we've painted things, as we've decorated things, as we've done things, it's feeling like our home. How would you feel, Judge? Y'all are, y'all just bought a house and removed it. How would you feel if I came over and just started painting your house? Well, depending on the color, it might be okay, right? But you know, you just don't but at my house, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Let me at my house, Blair can do whatever she wants. I want you to think about your home in heaven that way. That there's going to be a great comfort. There's going to be a great familiarity. There's going to be a warmth. It's going to be home. And he says, I'm making you a promise that I'm leaving But the, the reason that I'm leaving is so that I can prepare a new home for you. And I want you to think about your life right now anyway. Stop and think about heaven. Just stop and think about heaven and think about how much of you already exist in heaven. As a child of God, your name is already written there. As a child of God, your citizenship is already there. As a child of God, your God is there. Your Savior is there. Your inheritance is there. For many of us, we have family members that are already there. So much of who we are, especially in Christ, already belongs to heaven. It's already there in heaven. And he says, soon this promise will be fulfilled and we'll be in our Father's house, we'll be home And you can bring, you you can find great comfort in that this morning. Let's keep going to the last thing here. He says, Trust in my presence, trust in my promise, and then finally, trust in me. Thirdly, this is the last thing he says. Verses four through six. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said, Lord, I don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth. And the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. What a wonderful promise. He's saying, I'm not just going to show you the way or tell you the way or write out instructions to the way of how to get there because instructions can be confusing sometimes. He says, I'm going to come and take you by the hand to my Father's house and then you'll be home. You'll know the way. So I ask you this morning, Are you down? Are you stressed out? Do you feel burdened? Do you you feel like it's maybe a lot of worry and anxiety going on in your life? Maybe you, do you feel empty inside? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel lost? Whatever your burden is this this morning, the solution to a troubled heart, regardless of what the trouble is, is always the same now as it always has been and always will be, and it is trust. It is trust in his presence when he says, I'll never leave you, where he says, I'll be by your side, don't forget my presence. It's trusting in his promises when everything seems dark and gloomy, when everything seems to fall apart, remember the promises of God, and then trust in him. You won't get lost, you won't go astray. He says, I am the way, just follow me. Let's go to God in prayer this morning as we close. God, it is so wonderful to be in your presence, to sing songs of praises, to lift our hearts into your throne room this morning. God, help us to understand the magnitude and the majesty of that, that our songs have entered the throne room of heaven, the throne room of the creator today. Our prayers have entered that room. Our time of communion was was designed to remember your son who re-entered that throne room god we just are so gracious this morning in who you are grateful for who you are and appreciative of who you are and god we are we're in challenging times and have been for for longer than any of us had ever thought we would be and could have imagined god and the longer that we are in challenging moments, even though you call our, mo- our challenges momentary, sometimes those moments can last a long time in, in, in our mindset. And God, this morning, just help us to walk out of here refreshed. Help us to leave here encouraged. Help us to leave here knowing that you are in control and you're in charge and that, that you are the mighty great I am. Help us to focus on that and not the challenges around the world and even in our own community, God. Just help us to find peace today. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice that gives us the hope and the promise of that eternal home with you. We thank you that there is going to be a home for us with many rooms so that we can all be together with you for eternity so that we can all be home with you for eternity. Help us to allow that to be a great encouragement to us in our lives. Forgive us when we fail you, God. Just allow these words of yours, of your, of, of your son from your spirit, to convict us today and to push us into a greater relationship with you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
0: If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter be sure to join us again and until then remember we are a church of Christ caring for its community.